0: If you wanna go and get high with me, smoke an L in the back of the Benz E. Why do I live this way? Hey. Hey. Loves loves the money. hey. <laughs> that was that is really poor. I expected like a, a I was chorus the first. of voices. Was yeah, like just got like... there first, so I wanted, like, a deafening crescendo of, hey, must be the money, like, really enthusiastic. I
1: was enthusiastic, I was 100% with you. I, I, didn't, I didn't feel my back up, so I, I backed off.
2: I thought maybe oh. you were going to ask one of us to finish it, so I was holding off. No,
0: no, I was just leaving it there as, like, a prompt that is uh, those poor listeners you know we're doing this for them guys uh, and you've let them all down i can't believe it well this is another episode of bullet points i apologize (laughs) for that ruined introduction i'm your host ed smith i'm gonna try and salvage things from now on and i'm never i'm never gonna do that again all right Oh,
2: don't don't um, say that um, don't say
0: that i'm never i'm never gonna rely on you (laughs) (laughs) well okay that's fair for for anything that's fair that's fair um, uh, yeah, so I'm joined as ever by Reed McCarty. You're you're still there, yeah?
2: Yeah, I'm still here. I'm just, just not timing my. It must be the money shouts properly today, and I'm really sorry about that.
0: I might try again at the end, maybe with a different song. Okay. I might. If I can if I can remember the lyrics to maybe like "Sexy Back." Okay. Or um, mm-hmm. something well, so, by Shakira.
2: And we all have lots. Or, no, of No, Sean to,
0: Paul. Sean. I should do a Sean Paul. Sean
2: DePaul. End. Yeah. Is it Sean DePaul? No, it's Sean Paul. I don't know. <laughs> you always said Sean DePaul, though.
0: It's not like I'm 55 years old. Is it Sean DePaul? That <laughs> young man doing the songs these Shaun days? Sean the DePaul.
2: <laughs> Ed, we're very quickly turning into one of those <laughs> variety podcasts. Those kooky,
0: those kooky podcasts where the, the, the hosts are like characters who you can get to know and love, but who, <laughs> who wouldn't ever let you talk to them on the street because they're such good friends of yours, yeah.
1: My um, eyes are rolling into the back of my head, and I'm seizing. Sorry, Continue.
0: <laughs> Jess, you are with us. Jess Joho. This is your this is your first bullet points podcast since you joined us on staff. Is yes. that correct?
1: Yeah, I'm glad my intro was uh me rolling my eyes until I seized.
0: <laughs> well, um I I I think that you you have blown everyone out of the water so far because as I said you were the first person there with the lyrics. I was right there um, with you Ed. I think I'm gonna make this a tradition because it's gone so well. <laughs> uh yeah, and we're also joined with our special guest today. He is the newly minted production editor of PC Games N, uh, formerly of Kill Screen, associate editor at Heterotopies magazine. Reed, really, that's a good magazine, isn't it?
2: Uh it is a good one. I think yeah. I think we've promoted too much on the show though, let's be honest. I don't Have think we mentioned it, it on us. the show before? I think we mentioned it once before. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, it can it can it can bear a second mention. Associate editor of Heterotopia's magazine, Chris Priestman. Hey,
3: we should buy that <laughs> there, magazine.
0: Some energy. As look well. at look at that. Look at Some more enthusiasm. We're just bouncing off the walls in here this week. <laughs> uh, Chris, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Ed, good. Does everyone did everyone uh, enjoy the game that we're talking about this week? Just you know, for well, primary um, remarks. There are some well, good that's... things
3: in there. We shouldn't be so negative, maybe.
0: Well, this is it. I mean, this week we're talking about Prey uh, by Arcane Studios, published by Bethesda. And um, I think before we started recording, Jess, Reed, and myself, we were worried that uh, we might have a kind of uniformly bad opinion about this one. It might make for slightly... Um, I don't know what the word would be. Relentless listening. <laughs> um, so if anyone can find within their heart of hearts anything that they'd like to... Uh, not necessarily promote, but favorably describe about Prey, do so now, because we might need it later on. Um, I will throw first to Chris on this one, uh, because I, I do think that you might have the uh, the most optimistic perspective on Prey. What did you think about it, generally?
3: I think it had some really good ideas in there. Uh, the execution mm. didn't quite go where I wanted it to by the end. Uh, but... It is a game where you can push dead bodies around in space and they flit around and you can have a little party in a in a space shuttle with them,
0: which is lovely. <laughs> so that's that's my positive thing. Okay. So so good, good body manipulation tip. That is a um, that is a
3: good feature to
0: have. <laughs> Ed Geen would love this game. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is there is there anything is made you can, for him? Uh, you can finally a game for Ed Geen yeah, for the about depth, the unheard
1: about, demographic of Ed Geens
0: about <laughs> bloody time. Oh
1: God! Then one underserved years.
0: Um So, Chris, was there anything about it that you found particularly uh, egregious or, or bothersome? Uh, well, I didn't. I was like, I've kind of focused on like the storytelling
3: a lot and. I'm kind of tired of that kind of, it's like, read these emails, and after a while, you've read about 100 emails maybe, and then after like, you're exhausted of emails, mm-hmm. and I just, yeah, that I'm kind of bored of that kind of way of storytelling. I also didn't like, um, you know, they had like the Mimics, they were okay, okay, but then you had like the human variation of the Typhon, mm-hmm. which was like, the Mimic was a good idea, and then you just had this most bog-standard enemy ever and by the end they're just adding electricity and like fire to them like it's some kind of
1: <laughs> fancy rpg or
0: something like yeah.
1: it's bioshock you mean
0: well yeah i guess well anyway, <laughs> it kind of is well. jess how about you for by way of introductory remarks on prey what are your oh, uh, overall opinions
1: <laughs> um oh my god where do i start um i think uh, to be generous let's start from the generosity um I do agree it has good ideas, I think, like, in separation. And I think the total failure of those good ideas put together is, like, not a comment on the, you know, the designers or whatever. Like, I think they did the best they could. But, like, whatever happens in that last, you know, bit of game design, it did not come together. And a lot of, like, the good ideas that they have are counterintuitive to, like, the conventions that... They uh, felt that they needed to uh, stick to whether it's this moral storytelling um, that completely is counterintuitive to the, as my article described, like the play your way kind of approach, which is I think its most redeeming qualities in what we're talking about. Um, and yeah, and like these tired, it just kind of every time it had a good idea, it was like oh, and then it just like you know kind of backed off and was a little too scared about the good idea, and. Um, decided to you know and and then completely negated that good idea by having something like uh, a moral story which in the end from what I all I can tell is like none of it mattered because it was a test um, so it yeah like all of its every time it would kind of convince me for five seconds that it wasn't a complete garbage fire um, it just totally didn't stick the landing um, afterwards and yeah I just think like a lot of there's a lot of these ideas like it's it picks it up on a lot of ideas that other games have been doing and done better um, and then it's like yeah that's cool let's do that and then I don't know why like why is this game so hard can someone explain to me narratively mechanically uh, any reason for this game to be as hard as it is um, I would love for e- any of you young gentlemen um, to explain that to me, uh, and yeah, uh, just things like that. It really frustrates me. I'm also <coughs> disclaimer bad at video games. I will be the first to tell you that. Um, but I will say this is the first time I've ever done had to go on easy to try to finish anything, um, and it really just I these games don't I don't take to these kind of games that are um, hard for no reason, and I can't tell why. Uh, you know, in terms of design, it would be designed in that way.
0: Um, yeah, and it has I that... I concur, certainly, with that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. I, I
2: was
3: gonna That
1: was, s- my, that was my generous stuff. <laughs> 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 I
2: was
3: about to say, what about the negative stuff?
1: <laughs> <laughs> we'll uh, get to that about, later. <laughs> Reed, holding... how
2: about you? I, I mean, I'm kind of on... The same page as, as Jess um, for me though I think you know it, it depends kind of what you uh, I don't know there's so many different aspects of this game to talk about that are kind of to me I found really disappointing and kind of bewildering um, i I thought the things that I do sort of like about it are aspects of uh, how the environment itself is designed. <clears throat> Um, how you kind of figure out how everything's interconnected and you start to get a sense of the space station as a place Uh, but then that kind of gets spiked by it being separated by these floors and you know having this I don't know you go outside and it it just doesn't feel like it it feels very video gamey once you kind of see it as a whole Um, but there's, there's moments that are kind of neat at the beginning where you start to see how different hallways and so forth and so on interconnect but Mm -hmm. I don't know this game starts off and it gives you a first hour or so where it's trying to I don't know give you some sort of playing with your sense of reality or whatever Uh, it's kind of what Chris wrote about too um, where you start off and you think you're in an apartment you're going to go train to go to space and then you know you break a window and you're already in space Uh, it's supposed to be surprising
1: Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> and I, <mean> like, <laughs> I normally imagined a designer saying that. <laughs> yeah,
2: seriously.
0: Well, there's a bit there's there's a bit there's a line when you've you've broken out of your facsimile of an apartment and you're heading towards the game's uh, main hub slash the space station's lobby and the guy who's talking to you via the radio who um is the surrogate for Atlas from Bioshock or yes. you know, yes. pick a pick a genre trope, uh he says uh, prepare yourself for what you're about to see, or something like you know, to, yeah. to that effect. And you open the door, and dun-dun-dun, you're actually in space the whole time. And I, I, I wonder <laughs> under which rock the makers of this game have to have been living, that they still presume the players of a video game in 2017 are going to be surprised, or ought to be surprised by the reveal that something is in space, or even that something is not what it seems. You know, like the vault yeah. in Fallout 3, done. Columbia in Bioshock Infinite, done. Rapture in the original Bioshock, done. You know, it's just... Fucking but, but Portal! Is... Fucking
1: Portal! Like, I can't... The game... yeah, yeah, Portal,
0: yeah, Portal like, 2.
1: That was my... Remember my pitch to you guys for what I wanted to remind my, my article title would have been why Portal works in this game is fucking terrible. Um, yeah. was my headline. <laughs> was my pitch.
2: But it's, it's not about what rock they've been under. It's just people keep... <laughs> Keep not, not stuff enough up.
1: rocks, there's not enough rocks on top of them, so they just keep doing <laughs> what everyone else is doing.
2: And,
0: I mean, I don't know, yeah. I, I, I don't, yeah.
2: So I, I was just gonna say, I think that's sort of the biggest problems for me are that it kind of lacks follow through with, with uh, the story it's trying to tell, like Chris was saying too. It's most of the story is, is relayed through emails and audio logs, which are yeah.
1: I love doing that after my work day.
2: I think if you yeah exactly and if you if you make it possible to skip um, I don't know I'm a believer that if if you can miss three quarters of a story by not scouring everything then the story is, is maybe not as successful as it could be I think that's a problem that video games don't seem to understand that you do have to actually tell your story directly in order to impart it make sure that everyone gets it and not just um I don't know. But anyway, all sorts of things. There's so many things. The story is really disappointing.
1: Yeah, very disappointing. Can I comment quickly on that? I think that um, a lot of video games, and this is not just like a Prey thing, um, on the altar of whatever interactivity, um, and somebody got Ian Bogost in here, um, is on the altar of like, you know, stories and games of like, you know, do your play your way, your story, you know, on your time. um, They, they, uh, use that as an excuse to tell stories poorly um, or to not think of creative ways to um, tell stories in, in a way that like still allows for self-discovery. Um, yeah. So in, in Prey, they have decided to do the worst thing, which um, is tell you this story uh, you know through emails, which is like, God, who the he- who the fuck needs? to read more emails in their life. Like I someone raised your hand if, if you're if you were lacking that in your life, because I was not. Yeah,
0: after, I think after, I think sorry. Play your play your way is a euphemism for we don't have the courage of our conviction. Exactly. Play your way is 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 I don't know if you ever experienced this at school, I don't know if they use the certain terminology uh in Canada or in the US. But your your swimming teacher might at one point throw up his hands and go, uh, free swim which means, you know, we're not gonna yep. bother with lengths or laps or anymore. Just do what you want, you know, last half an hour, free swim and and no one learns anything. And that is prey and in, in innumerable games like it, it's the free swim equivalent. Mm-hmm. Um, and I I'm I'm personally less troubled by the existence of that kind of structuring, if you can call it structuring or or that sort of design, as much as I hate the word design, than I am by how it seems to have been conflated with sophistication like it's become Mm. it's become good that games are like this that it's become good that the story in games is is disparate and you can find it yourself it's become good that uh it's up to you to decide what your character is like and how the story is going to play out chris what do you think about all this
3: well i was just thinking like when they when games are like give you a, a choice and it's always like i always find the choice i want to make is never there So I'm always kind of like, ah, this doesn't really feel like I'm caring about this person anymore, because I just don't agree with what they're doing, or whatever, I'm not have a good choice. But, like, the only time that's acceptable is when it's something like Dwarf Fortress, where you can, like, almost do anything you want, if you feel like it. Whereas these games, they might as well just give you like a a proper, like, single narrative or something to Mm -hmm. follow, and then, like, you can at least say, okay, that was a good story, I wasn't trying to, like, invest my own personality in someone who really isn't like
1: me or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Those goddamn questions in the <laughs> beginning. <laughs> Would you leave the man? Would you push the fat man into the train? Yeah. I don't care. I don't know. Who's the fat man?
0: I, I I want to tell the game like you tell me. Who who am yeah, I? Like, right, I, I, exactly. I? I I buy who a book am I? or I, I sit down and listen to somebody telling a story by the fireplace because I want someone else's perspective I want the benefit of someone else's knowledge and and experience I don't well really kind of low opinion I think is what I said in the article that I wrote for the website that this game has of its audience it it Mm -hmm. seems to assume that we're all petulant children who have to have things our own way and be allowed to experience the, the story for example at our own pace and make the character whoever we desire and I I actually don't think that that is the audience for games at the moment. I don't think it's the audience for games for some years. I I, I admit that something as uh, vaporous and and useless as Ghost Recon Wildlands can still become a bestseller, and that's a game that you know lets people do whatever they want to an extent. But I also think that people as are quite bored of that. Well, but I yeah, but I I, I think that there's a there's a, a quantifiable appetite for the opposite, and it, it's yeah really dismal that a game like Prey, which has such pretension, um, follows some of the oldest tropes in gaming or contemporary gaming.
2: Well, I mean, one of the problems with it is, okay, so they, they have the potential to do something kind of interesting, right? With this setup where, I mean, as interesting as you can get with the idea of you're an amnesiac protagonist, you know, rediscovering this place that you lived in before, which is you know enough of that enough of past tense storytelling in game it's fucking done man just just so much of it
1: soma did it right (laughs) just move on
2: yeah seriously um and uh you know so the idea that maybe the the alex i mean just to remind listeners and you guys we're gonna talk about everything right we can talk about the end and so forth and so on um they give you this this idea that the Alex you're, you're playing as is maybe making different decisions than than the guy he was before when you didn't ha- you don't have the memories of what kind of character he or was before, or girl, I'm sorry, I played as a guy, <laughs> so therefore Alex <laughs> and, <you> know, Morgan, <laughs> Morgan, um, yeah. So the idea is that they can be, um, you know, any kind of person, and they were kind of a prick before. I think it's kind of hinted at by their role in the company and everything Um, and at the end of it it's like well you know when you were a blank slate how how did you behave but the choices are never anything I mean this this happens a lot in these games where it's like moral choices it boils down to how much of a shit do you give about just doing (laughs) things in the game because there's things like you know one of the big ones is there's a room full of um, employees civilians whatever you want to call them and you have to get through this door that they've barricaded because there are a bunch of monsters, aliens on the other side and your choice is either to go and get them a bunch of turrets and help them fight these aliens when you open the door or just say fuck them and just go through the door and let them all get killed Um, and that choice kind of boils down to like if you're really into this game maybe you want to go and find these turrets and spend another hour playing the game and if you don't care then that somehow makes you more evil based on your level of engagement with the game.
1: Yeah. Yeah, when we're in reality, it's like, I just don't give a... Like, you don't... The game wasn't designed in a way that I'm having fun or, like, whatever. So, like, I don't care about those people. Like, that's not a moral choice to me. That's literally, like, I've, I've got to go to bed in an hour. And, like... Yeah. I have a limited amount of time, and you have given me no incentive. Like I, I brought this up in in my article a little bit, but like Breath of the Wild, something like Breath of the Wild, an open kind of you know play your own way, which is a play your own way game in its truest sense, um, invites you to. I am so happy. I lose myself in those in that world, and and so things. There are no moral choices, but I would that would be in an environment where you can ask someone to make a moral choice and have it have actual significance and meaning because you are happy to be in that world you are p- present in that world and i am too focused and prey on like uh, strategy time um, i'm gonna have to go back and like you know get all this shit that i left behind and there's just, everything's such a chore on <laughs> the use you know, of it's
2: resources just... and everything too
1: yeah exactly the use of resources exactly like everything is such a chore that it's not, it's not whether or not I care about this character. It's, do I, in this fictional virtual world, give a fuck to do this extra chore? And that, to me, is a really bad way of uh, stating a moral choice, which is like, you have one or the other, Prey. Like, I, I don't need you to be a moral choice game, plus a play-your-own-way game, plus what I, like, a goddamn resource management sim. Like, I, don't, I don't need all of it at once.
3: Yeah. The point, Chris, do you need all of it at once? I think I was gonna. Um, <laughs> you just mentioned like the the junk in the game, and that's like junk. If you could, like yeah, because you can like collect scrap metal and whatever, and then turn into all of it. Is it called junk? I think it's called junk, isn't it? So it's like put yeah. the junk in the in the junk dispenser, which are everywhere. <laughs> uh, <laughs> one thing I was gonna say, like if you compare it to um, Arcane's other game, Dishonored, like in that game. They tell the story through a lot of their objects. So a piece of junk would normally have a kind of meaning that you sometimes can trace and find, like a hidden story in the in the environment if someone's you know doing mm-hmm. something there. Whereas in here, your only like interaction with items is to collect as health or something, or to eat, or to turn into junk. So that's immediately like one way they have got rid of uh, one of their better ways of telling stories. Right. So they're already going on to like away from what they're good at and going towards oh we'll give them these choices to do rather than letting us actually explore and find things for ourselves. They're just kind of presenting us with these things all the time. Like do this totally. or
0: do that. It's a it's a problem that I reiterate a lot and will continue to reiterate until games grow out of it. But I, I find something insulting and like you, you have to wonder what a facile idea of people um the makers of the, some of these games must have that they think that people and philosophy and history and society and emotions and like what all these you know great human traditions can be represented through objects and places and as you said reed uh you know after the fact narrative it 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 really i, I find it such a, a, a condescension that prey presents itself as a game about um Human experience in some sort of vaporous sense mm. and has no human characters, or well, no, very few on screen human characters. Um, and it's a, a, a game where you, you learn about people through what they have you know, through their emails and through the things that are in their desk, as if uh, a person's personality can be quantified by what they own. I find that very gross. Um, mm-hmm. and I, I think it's just, a- I, I don't know, I. I it's a what?
2: I, I just think it's a used-up idea. I think we've. Well, I I think it kind of reached it was, its. Peak I see
1: in, where Ed's coming for. I, I, I
0: think it's, I think it's used up, and um. It's it, it, the idea itself. You know, you're exploring something, so a place where something has happened, and mm-hmm. learning about what has happened by picking up objects. I I don't find that idea in and of itself. Um. Patronising, insulting, uh, sim- reductive is the word I'm looking for. I don't find the idea in and of itself reductive, but when that structure and that uh, that type of playing a game that that stu- I hate the word gameplay, but you know those kinds of mechanics and systems when they are being used in a story which uh, is sensibly about you know the sciences, philosophy, who are we? When picking through stuff is the way that those topics are being explored, that I think. It's a, a very um, unwise conflation to think that yeah. you can you can you can take those sort of great, as I said before, human traditions and explore them through. What is, it's such a basic act, you know, picking up an object and looking at it and reading it. I I, I don't think that you can, you know, how dare you claim to say that your game has uh, something to do with humanity when it's about picking up objects? I think that that's really really yeah yeah.
1: Totally. And you're, and you're, I mean, when you said that there's no, like, human characters, like, literally, like, at the end, like, you realize, like, there were no human characters. Like, <laughs> like, they were all, like, robots, right? If I'm not, if I'm picking up the vague ass Aren't they like ambiguous ending. No, like, they're, they're, like, they're
2: memories of them or something. Memories yeah. of
1: people. But, like, exactly. Like, I... Well, that's... That's the vaguest, that's the, like, closest it gets like, if you want to make me to make moral choices, don't ask me to like make them based on like these ghosts of like what maybe a human being might be through the filter of like what Arcane Studios thinks a human being is through their email. There's so many layers of removal of like exactly. any tangible sense of like humanness or humanity. I don't give a fuck. I don't well, give this... a fuck about the moral choices.
0: This is, I think, um, the 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 final. Um, destruction of the game's potential to be about anything grand whatsoever is when it's revealed that everything is is all yes. a dream because that that is <laughs> it, you could almost write that in words what the yeah. game is saying at that point is every yeah. choice you've made as a human being every everything that you've decided to do uh, every character that you met all of their suffering and pain and their experiences meant nothing yeah. we 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 it was a fabrication and its meaning well no
2: it's well it's yeah it's all of that plus it's you know the meta narrative it's your actions as a player are the actions of like almost like a proto or not a proto-human alien hybrid thing like so yeah
1: like, yeah it's just, no it, yeah uh, like at that point and honestly throughout the whole thing i was like i was like um give me one good reason as to why we the humans deserve to be like evolutionarily like the what is it the type how do you say the type the typhoon the the, oh, the the what are they called yes the typhoon, typhoon.
2: <laughs> the typhoon yeah
1: they they see <laughs> what is it what are they i don't even can fucking typhoon get- just it's typhoon. a ty-
3: typhoon <laughs> yeah. no it's a it's, typhoon. A, it's a it's a typhoon a phone made out of tie.
1: <laughs> you guys are really undermining my really good point <laughs> um <laughs> Or I undermined it myself, uh, which is that um, I truly was throughout the whole thing was like, um, why don't we let them win? They seem to like have their shit together a lot more than we do, um, hmm. and they don't have the like hubris of human beings. So like at the end when and and this is what I hate always about moral choice games like this. Um, oh hey no, but we have more than just one or, or this other bad or good moral choice. No, it doesn't matter. Like. It, because at the end you're supposed to pick the like they pretend that you're not supposed to pick but you are supposed to not kill everybody you're supposed to you know save humanity and that's the good ending and you know you're supposed to save everyone because then that makes you a good little like typh- uh, typh- typhoon typhoon <laughs> <laughs> it makes you a good hybrid and it makes you you pass the moral test but like I honestly, in my opinion, there should have been space if this is a play your own game or an actual moral choice asking you about what it means to be human, should have been an option to kill everybody because, in my opinion, that's the most logical thing. If I was a hybrid, I was like, you guys are terrible. Like, you don't bring, like, when he, his whole speech at the end, um, Alex is like, You know, we wanted to do what, bring what the, what you brought to, what we bring to the table, we human beings, which is presumably empathy. I could not, like, what empathy is in this man? Like, what, I have no, seen no evidence of humanity's uh, positive features in this game at all. There's,
0: Um, there's (laughs) a a telling, a telling quote, I think, a telling quote from that character when uh, you find one of the experiments that they've previously been conducting on the typhon, and he, I'm paraphrasing a little bit, but he says something, he's describing how the Typhon are unable to be empathetic and uh, he says um, it's not that they aren't empathetic, uh, it's that they are unable um, don't bestow upon them human qualities, people often give human qualities to things that they don't properly understand, Now that's a line from Alex mm-hmm. In the game, and I think that that sums up very well the game itself. Um, that mm-hmm. the, the, the game expects us to, you know, give human qualities to uh, objects, items, and, and this quite base sense of exploration. And uh, it's not that we are, um, we have empathy or, or, and are unwilling to show it. It's impossible to feel empathy for this game. It's, it's,
1: mm-hmm. we,
0: how could we? Um, and also, the, the, the makers of the game seem not to understand, <laughs> seem not to have much empathy either. They seem not to really, I mean, I, you know, at least it doesn't come over in their work. They seem not to have like a very, very full or, or heartened sense of the, uh, the human nature that they are discussing. Um, they feel like they are the Typhon themselves, basically. Mm-hmm is a very trite way of putting it but nonetheless. Um,
1: or, or yeah the studio system itself does not really allow for a lot of their humanity to come through in the design
0: yeah um, and I, I I, wonder why that is because I, I one looks at games even from you know, large studios and large publishers made with a great deal of money and marketed to a, a, a mass audience and it is possible I think that not only mm-hmm. is it possible it's possible to have like a huge success with a game that is genuinely interested in, in people and their and their problems. Um, yeah, but it all gets
2: it gets received the same way in the end, right? The bottom line ends up being do you, do you think there's a a real distinction made though between oh uh, this'll turn into a boring game criticism talk, so maybe it's not worth going down this
0: path. No, please ask the question.
2: But you know, if you can make a prey and you can make I don't know, The Last of Us, there's one that I think is good. Um, and and one seems to actually have been made with a desire to, uh, you know, <laughs> be a kind of art to say something, to understand something about the human condition and, and try to, you know, present a point about it. Um, mm. and, and both of them get, you know, your nines out of tens and sell very well. You know, what's the who? Who's keeping track of this, right? Who is? Yeah. Why would you, as a corporation, as a publisher, um, care?
0: You know. Because yeah. you're a person. I mean, for yeah. fuck's <laughs> sake, well, I, like these these aren't like I, these are people making these things. I can't imagine. No, they're t- they're the, typhoons. But I will. S- <laughs> they go into. How, I don't know. I. I I,
1: I, if I, I will say. you want to call
0: yourself an artist. Right. You know?
1: But they don't. But they don't. And also, like, I I think what we're picking up on is also, like, you have to work really hard. Like, Naughty Dog works so hard to make their people even look like people. Uh, You know what I mean? Like, in their expressions. Um, I think video games have to work either with or against um, the inherent... uh, Artificiality or... Artificiality and alienness of their product, like it, or yeah. not product, or, or of their medium. It's, um, it is at the end of the day, uh, you know, zeros and ones. And that's why killing is kind of, you know, such a major mechanic, in my opinion, is because you're either alive or you're dead. You're a zero or you're one. And, and like, you know, you have to really try to, uh, um, bring in, it's an attempt, it's, it's an attempt that you can, it's a hill that you either die on or you don't, um, and I don't think they really tried to die on it at all here, but um, I don't
0: know, because, because but they seem so determined, this game seems so determined that you'll play it and say, well that is really about something, that game, because there's so many references to, to science yeah. fiction and to philosophy and to people like Philip K. Dick and you know, all the mm-hmm. authors that you read in your first year of university, and they seem determined that this game be about something it's got to be about something so they, they are climbing that hill, they know that it's there um, Chris what do you think? We've not heard from you for a while
3: Yeah I've just been listening, I think like um, <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting to listen uh, no, my my kind of like, not rebuttal to that but I think just to give them a bit of credit, I think where Arcane did succeed in Maybe not necessarily telling the story, but exploring the themes was for me some of the like, I don't know what you call it, like maybe room arrangements or something, like, and like visual kind of references to other things inside the the game. Like, for example, at the start of the game, this is a very simple example. At the start of the game, you're inside like a test chamber and they're putting you through like a a series of like four tests to find out if you're getting some yes. you know, the typhoon abilities inside you and whatever. And then you go back to that room and you escape and you see like another typhoon inside it. And there's like kind of juxtapositions and, and like contrast and things they do like that. Kind of more visual, kind of more like a cinema kind of... I think it's probably from cinema. Mostly like visual stuff like that. Um, and like the thing I talked about in the essay that I wrote was like the mirrors and the glass. I kind of picked up on that and there was like A lot of glass used in different ways. For example, the glass box, Mm. and like obviously when you went to the laboratory, there were like glass boxes on the tables and stuff with microscopes, and they were like, to me, it felt like there was some kind of connection between these things. Like someone actually thought about how to arrange things and uh, actually make the themes come out inside the arrangement of objects and that kind of thing. Um, I think also what we touched on earlier is like the architecture of the place also kind of ties into that as well. I think that was probably the best part of the game for me, but. Yeah, like, the rest of it kind of fell apart.
1: Can you go more into the architecture? Because, like, the parts I played were just so bland, but I think I just, like, missed.
3: I mean, it's not amazing. Like, the architecture stuff is not, like, <laughs> Dishonored, for example, which I think is really good at times. Yeah, totally. Um, but I'm trying to think of a good example. Uh, <laughs> this is
2: where I can't think of it now. It's super no. hard to... <laughs> I was trying to think Sorry. of it. Well, it's I mean, really after a while, it to... does
3: just become a, a space station. A grey space station, but there I'm are. Talking. I think like the, um, the the arboretum at the top is like kind of a cool area.
0: Yeah.
1: Totally. No, I the am al- so glad you're here, Chris, to <laughs> reign us back in. The <laughs>
0: arboretum just-, just made me think of Bioshock, which has a level in the arboretum. Yeah. Um, and so did the hacking mini game and the turrets and the you can. Customize your character with abilities, and you can customize your weapons, and the enemy health bars, and the person talking to you on the radio. Well, very philosophical, and that goes drawings. back to I mean,
2: System Shock and Deus Ex. It does. And this is this
1: is,
0: my and, like, other if you want to go of, back
1: to like Alien, like you know what I mean, like your ship, everyone's been like overrun by like it's just all just other. Missions There's
2: lots of Alien done. in this game
1: so much alien oh yeah this is it I
0: don't I I don't think Prey is inspired by things I think it's copying them yeah Yeah, it
1: definitely is it's 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 like command C command P like it's like copy paste
3: the whole looking glass thing is so like I sided it when I first like came across Mm. it because I was like this is this is very well done like not very well done like I mean it's been done so many fucking times like it's not really Mm -hmm. original at all like I didn't really want to write an essay about how it was kind of similar to stuff that Lewis Carroll did, because it felt like the a, a most obvious thing in there, but that's kind of where I went with it anyway. Um, but another point I was going to make uh, related to player choice, um, just because I found this funny at the time, it's a game that does give you choices at times. And there's a, like, I don't know if you did this, but right at the start of the game, you can go out to the helicopter. I just jumped on the helicopter and had my head chopped off and die like straight away (laughs) so i was like well if i was actually getting like a proper choice if i was it gives you an achievement for it which i didn't i was just like okay okay that's your choice
1: chris but that's the thing i was like i mean it's a game about
3: to an extent it's a game about making choices and my choice was to kill myself instantly so like (laughs) kind of does, does like dismantle that entire idea right from the start
2: oh yeah
1: That's, I, I wish I I'd known that was a choice for me because I would have immediately done that I why
0: do. why are why is choice based story or choice based games what, what is good about them what, why is choice a good thing why is, making, why is the creating choices for players to make and are making those choices what, what does that benefit
1: do you want? Do you want the the PR? Uh... No,
0: I, I want. I want a. I want a soulful answer. What? What? Soulful. What does it? I can't. Yeah, defend, no, I do. I want. But I think like I, I, I want to know. But I'm not, I mean, I'm not being like uh, accusatory or integrative of going no, no, on no, here. No. I'm, I'm asking like for for the floor. No, totally. What, I think I think why they've does. done it
3: is because like the earlier ones were like Bioware stuff and like Telltale really took it off again. But I think the reason is because. People don't really pick on subtle things. Sometimes, like for me, the visual stuff I talked about, like the juxtapositions and things like that, that's like really subtle shit that most people won't even pick up on. Whereas, people think something is good when they know when they're told it, like rather than being shown it. When they're told it and they go, "Oh, I get it now. I can kind of work out what this is about." I don't because people don't like being confused and they don't pick up on little signals a lot of the time. Especially well, like people who yeah. play games, I expect just for like a bit of entertainment mm-hmm. or whatever but like so when you give someone something really direct like make this choice or make this choice like you can't there's no like ambiguity there it's like really obvious and people go they kind of like I get it I don't know feel like that's something meaningful or something somehow but yeah. actually it's just really I fucking think... shallow
1: conceptually I think the idea of choice and we've been talking in choice here in terms of um, <coughs> story which is it's like weakest point and like Which I will granted give prey one thing, which is like choice in how you play is like a real thing that I think is probably its biggest biggest accomplishment. Um, Not that it is enough, but um, and also that fails too miserably in a lot of ways in my opinion as well. But um, but the idea is that you would trust your audience more. Like there is more trust to be less didactic and to you know trust. Um, as a writer, at least, like the idea is that you would give someone the room to bring in. like I mean, on a story level, um, someone that did do this well, that had no choices, but does very much make it about like you bring what you want to the table is um, what remains of Edith Finch, which is like a completely linear, not no choices involved story. Um, but it like is vague in this way. I think journey, something like journey does this as well. Or it's like the choice is in how you experience it or like what you bring. And I think that's much more meaningful than like these pretend choices, which are here, like our developers trying to, uh, feign choice, um, but still du- heavily directing you in one way or another even in how you play here like you there you are are not given it's not a choice like i i didn't feel like i had a choice i was told to play certain ways um and other time and i could play three different ways at one point but then i couldn't play you know one of those three ways all the time which is how i wanted it to play it's just like it's all these fake choices of designers trying to corral you to play a certain way, and then f- pretend and then label it choice.
2: Well, it's like when it says, like, splashes up, play your own way, or something. Uh, yeah. And then it shows, like, a <laughs> duct and a door. And, like, <laughs> you know, it's the old thing with, you know, a friend of mine sat me down at his computer and, you know, when I was, like, 14 or whatever, younger, who knows, uh, with, the, like, the first Deus Ex, and was like, you can sneak through there, or you can shoot a rocket at it, and either way, it'll <laughs> let you keep going. And like, you're like, yeah, that's cool. That was also like, what, 16, 17 years ago? Um, one of them, yeah. Oh, okay, so even older than I thought. Um, yeah, I think so. But about these things about choices, like, I I think there is a way that, that choice can work in narrative sense in games, but it has to be really controlled, I think. I don't think games mm-hmm. have quite figured out mm-hmm. how to tell linear stories uh, to, to the, you know, to take advantage of what games can do well with, you know, spacing and, and interactivity and how you kind of encourage the player to move at certain paces and how that affects you know this, the rate at which a story is told. Um, so I don't think choices are really used super well at this point. But I think you know, I would maybe partially defend something like the Telltale method, or um, I think The Witcher kind of does this, and I think Kentucky Route Zero does it too, where the choices are all variations on. You are essentially bringing—I forget if it was Jess or Chris who said this—but you're sort of bringing yourself into it a little bit, and it's yeah. it at the end of the day, you know, it's saying in The Witcher, it's saying that this, you know, Geralt is is the same dude but you can kind of choose to emphasize certain parts of his character uh, which is kind of similar to like Kentucky Route Zero you know the characters you play as they're kind of the same people but you are choosing to draw out certain aspects of them or not so it's and Telltale I think in, at it's best does the same kind of thing where you're kind of it, you're not making these characters because I think that's a kind of a waste of time unless you just want to make a complete blank slate you know do whatever the fuck you want um, Fallout 3 or whatever kind of game um, which I think gets old fast but I think you can do choices if you have such if you, you have to have a really strong grip on what those choices mean within the context of the story you're telling though and I think a thing like Prey shows how little it really cares about that because it it has so much to say in the first hour and then in the last five minutes and then aside from that (laughs) it's like you know make your own decisions and so it's I think like I laughed when I saw the ending for the first time because I couldn't believe that they had the balls (laughs) to to like just sit me down and start telling me you know this this shocking twist when essentially you could just ignore the entire story if you wanted to I mean I I was trying to find it because I was kind of trying to find what I wanted in the game yeah, but but still, it just blindsides you because it's it's not part of what that game is. I, yeah. I I don't know. It's so confused.
1: It's so confused. And ironically, what you're picking up on, Reed, is like, uh, you know, so this a games marketed as games about choice, Telltale, all these things, actually need to be extremely controlled, and um, and they do need to like corral. You know, people yeah. in a certain direction, and I I don't actually think that's ha- necessarily a bad thing. Like I love Telltale, at least the first season of The Walking Dead, um, and I think they can do that really well, and that's a good work around to the technology that doesn't allow you to just make whatever just you know decisions you want. But other games that aren't marketed necessarily as like choice games or like let's or you know I think uh, if you take this. I don't like to use this word either, but gameplay-wise, choice and gameplay, um, you know, people market sandboxes as, uh, you know, um, as, you know, as that, as, as choice but in gameplay, but it, they're all just meaningless choices. They have no significance and don't matter and are just chores, which is what mm-hmm. Prey feels like, or <laughs> the, the what I think is, like, the revival of the sandbox, like Breath of the Wilds, um, you know, uh, it does make me want, it does in every way make a world, this world that is interactable, like I can interact and come at it in every different way. And yeah, I'll miss some things. Those things are important, but like I'll gain something in the way that, you know, I insisted on brute forcing everything and just climbing up walls. And I don't know why, but I did. And like, there's something to be gained for me in that frustrating experience that like nobody else experienced um yeah i don't know so i think there is a successful way to present um a sandbox world where choice is significant to your experience um and yeah moral choice is actually ironically the opposite you need to be completely controlled uh yeah i think um one
3: one way i was just thinking then one way uh that prey kind of also fails in terms of choice, and this is more relevant to the website actually. if I think about it, but like, it, I just want to talk about like his guns because it doesn't really do good things with guns. Like, it gives you like a glue gun, which kind of wants to tell you at the start that you can use it in different ways, and it's mostly just to like freeze the enemies for a second or climb up places. But after a while, like I found myself not using it at all. There wasn't many problems I couldn't solve with a shotgun, but like. And I was playing on hard as well, so I, I expect a game that has, oh. like, those many different... No, but I mean, what like, when button? you play on hard, especially, you expect a game that has, like, different, like, systems, like, you can throw an EMP, you can use a shotgun, you can use a glue gun, or you can whatever. To, like, like bring those game has more. those different kind of things, you expect to be forced to use them, and I didn't mm. find that at all.
1: mm um. Yeah. I had the opposite experience. <laughs> I kept trying to just, just use my shotgun and it fucking wouldn't let me.
2: <laughs> uh, I lost
0: a choice. Sorry, Rick, carry on.
2: No, I was just going to say, too, about the difficulties that I found this game frustratingly difficult for the first half, I think. And then it became incredibly easy. I also started running burned. from everything, too, which. Yeah, I, I realized me too. these enemies were not
1: which like that's dumb like you shouldn't make a game where like I'm sorry that's dumb you don't you have to run from the things that you put in the game like all the time that's the way to play it like that's not good game design
2: well it could be but it's it's I don't well, feel the like reason
0: you're... I, think the, I think the reason you run from the enemies and prey is not because they're frightening but because they just crowd you at your they're character's annoying. feet and fighting yeah. so is just a, it's a chore they're a, a, a
1: chore and annoying
0: um, I th- on the subject of choice, before we move on from that, I feel like what happened was it was acknowledged that games are interactive and that the audience for forget- games, this is, you know, 2007 <laughs> game essay rubbish, but uh, it, was, it was recognized that the audience for games is, quote, impassive and that they have to be allowed to, to have a, a, a certain amount of influence over what's going on on screen and that extended gradually into the story and into dictating the, the morality. And, you know, we're always resistant to say that a, an art has a message or art has like a morality because I don't think it ought to be that direct, but I think that it extended into, into that. We, we started letting the entire point of a game be up to the player, the entire uh, polemic of the game being left to the, the player. Um, and I don't think that that is really helping anybody I don't think it makes the games look very cohesive because it it lets players undermine them, and I don't think it lets the I don't think it makes the players feel like they're they're really getting anything. Uh, I, I think it makes us feel like we're we're being given the the same collection of toys over and over again, and uh, nobody's really interested in saying anything to us. It makes I, I feel quite ignored by a game that lets me decide on on everything. I feel like I've been abandoned and. Um, I much prefer to get a sense of the author being present. Reed, I feel like you were really onto something when you said that games haven't quite gotten the hang of linear stories yet. They haven't really decided on how the myriad small decisions that we make in games, our character's costume, the way we move, weapons we select, did we go down this route to get here or the other one? Um they haven't quite reconciled with how those tiny decisions might influence uh, a story indirectly, but influence it nonetheless. Um, so how can it be that they are daring to say that we can decide on the the, the, the big questions of the game? Um, I think that it's a it's a, a huge uh, overstep for games at the moment to say that we are allowed to decide who the character is and what the story is going to end like when. Uh, I think choice in games should be at the moment concentrated on on smaller things um i'm trying to think of like an example but i think the telltale analogy is is a good one where you're not deciding how the characters live or die you're just deciding on uh how they reacted in that one conversation and that one conversation might not have a huge bearing on the uh, the overall kind of story as written on like a wikipedia summary for example but mm-hmm. it, it has a bearing on your experience of it just as when you're reading a novel your memories of a place might affect your um, the, the vision that you have in your mind of something that's being described on the page, and that's a I think a healthier way of of working choice into games this this the way that prey does it where you are free to decide on everything that goes on in the sense that um, whether you push button a or b, it changes entirely the the story of the game i I feel like that's such a uh, such a cop out and and like I said before, it's not helping anybody. it makes the games look cowardly, and it makes players feel like um, the the makers of the game aren't interested uh, yeah i don't know i don't know, i don't know what it says about us as an audience as well that we we lust after interaction and choice so much why, why does it matter if we do or don't get our say over something? Why does it always have to be, or why is it preferred or why is it kind of automatically praised if a game has more interaction and more choice i don't understand why um we're we're so needy for that stuff
1: yeah i think i mean i that's a great question um because but i think that's like it's a language issue is that like interactivity people have interpreted as like do whatever the fuck but like that's not to me what interactivity is or like um I lost it. I had something, and I lost it. Someone else take over, <laughs> well, I, I <laughs> and then I think I'll come back. In,
0: in, Interactivity doesn't have to be. Um, here's a room full of objects. Do what you like with them. Interactivity yeah. can be. Um, it can be guided. It can be quite strict. I mean, I, I, yeah. I felt like one of the one of the the most interactive games I played. A game where I really felt like if you know if if we describe interaction as feeling as if we are in this place and have some sway over its yeah. its behavior or like, and its or like and you're people. seen yeah exactly if we describe interaction as feeling as if one is seen then um it's not a it's not an amazing amazing game but Wolfenstein the new order when you return yes. to the, the the base between the levels I had a, a great sense of being there of being recognized by these characters because i I, I have a girlfriend and we we have sex, I have com- conversations with all of these people in this building, I'm, I'm, I'm playing the guitar, I'm um, finding things that people have lost. And these are not huge choices, they're not dramatic choices but they are things that, uh, Jess I think that's a fantastic description, a fantastic definition for interaction, they're things that make me feel like the game is seeing me, like the characters in the game are seeing me. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. yes, I, I think it's a shame that choice has become so kind of all or nothing, but like yeah, a, a choice in games is always like with a huge capital C. Um, Yeah. at the end of Dark Souls, you know your choice is to either save the world or doom it, and it's, <laughs> I, I, I'm not interested in that choice because it's a choice I've never had to make myself. I've never had to decide whether a world continues or dies. so why, why? Yeah. And is that
1: a human choice at all? Like I'm, I don't know, I, it's continuing.
2: There was an, an no, it's not a human. Thing. There was an ant hill, and you know I could
1: <laughs> <laughs> I could kick it yeah, over. That, or
2: I could leave it be.
1: And I completely agree because, like, yeah, those make for like big, dramatic, like you know, the world blows up or doesn't, um, you know, Halo scenes. But um, but it doesn't really speak to anything human, which is what I think. Why Telltale felt so fresh because of, oh this. Yeah, zombie apocalypse, all these things. but These are human choices um, that I'm making. Um, I've never had to save or leave someone behind, but like I can extract that as a metaphor, you know, into my life and be like, oh, there that friend where you know I either stuck with her uh, even though she was shitty, uh, or I left her behind. You know, it's like it's these things that like are human choices um, that don't necessarily need to be like real life, you know. I, you know, do I put my coffee pot on at 9 or, you know, 10 a.m., but say something about what it means to be human in this world.
0: My final point on choice, I think, would be that um, it's better to work backwards. Rather than work players up to making a choice, you make the choice for them and then spend the entire game making them empathize with that choice at the end. So (laughs) by the time Joel is on his killing spree at the end of the last of us you want him to do it because you you adore ellie you you want her to live i i, I there is a there is a an ambiguity there because you you recognize what he's doing is very violent and um is bound to destruct uh, and ruin the world um but you want him to do it you're with him on that choice you've made that choice yourself internally if not by pressing a button in the game and that is a fuller experience of choice, well, that feels like an actual choice that's a that's something in your heart.
2: Think about um I, I remember too after the last of us came out um and when Joel's on the killing spree at the end he's going to get Ellie and you go into the room and there's two doctors or surgeons or something and they put their hands up. You know they they're or go down their knees or something show that they're not enemies and you rarely see anyone who doesn't isn't trying to kill you in the last of us. Uh, and I remember people saying if you get a different ending if you kill those guys or you don't. Um, and
1: Is that true?
2: No, it's, it doesn't matter. You, no you kill them or yeah, you don't. Yeah, it's not. You, you just You're do right. what you think or what you feel. and if
1: But that's a choice. I think that's the, a great choice. Yeah, and
2: I think the first time through, <laughs> I didn't kill them, and then I kind of felt glad after, you know? But it's... Because mm-hmm. it fits in and it, it bulks out the character, it bulks out your relationship to... What the game's telling you and what it's what it's trying to portray, but then you can also just kill those dudes, and it's it's the same thing too. He he could do either in that scenario, and it's it's part of his character. And it anyway, sorry, this is kind of a a tangent, but I think in terms of choices, that's uh in that section that that makes a big difference too.
1: Totally,
0: yeah. Um. Okay, I mean we're we're approaching our our sixty-minute time limit here. Um, so, for the sake of brevity, I want to ask um Chris, I want to ask you a question and then throw it out to to everybody um and it's a it's a fairly basic one um we've talked a lot about uh the story we talked a lot about you know picking oops, excuse me picking up objects and the the shooting and stuff um so Chris, what I wanted to ask is, do you think there are any specific mechanics? in Prey that really responds to uh, the bigger points it's trying to make? Um, if it's a game about who we are as people, if it's a game about trying to recall something, or if it's a game about changing from a, a, a worse version of yourself into someone who's grown and better, is there anything you do in Prey that really sort of tells that story?
3: That's a pretty good question. Um, I mean, your meme specifically in, in like the mechanics, what it brings out. Yeah. There,
0: isn't. Is there Is there anything? Is there anything? Well, my point. The the the, um, the uh, incentive for this question is that the character is called Morgan Yu, which I'm <laughs> conscious of it, is a is a is a terrible, terrible Dougalantondra. You know, it's it's, a, it's spelt in a kind of Asiatic way. Yu, yeah. but the, it's the game saying this is Yu. So what I want to know is: there anything that we do as players, as as players who are bored and playing a shooting game and and whatever, is there anything that we do, which consciously or not, feeds into the the character story, feeds into the the game story?
3: Hmm. I mean, I'm struggling to think of something which might be the answer. Is no. <laughs> but I don't know. I feel that I, I'd be harsh. I mean, like I th- I do think there's like some smaller things that I picked up on that I kind of enjoyed but it was nothing that kind of fits that description I think, not really there's nothing major that's coming over me
2: if you wanted to do an alternative reading of Prey and be completely generous to it um, you could say that because Morgan Yu is the what, the president or vice president or something of, of the company that built Talos One um and and he's defined as you know, the things you find out about him from the past are that he was you know sort of driven uh, profiteer kind of guy. you know, he wanted he was kind of like his brother, he wanted to advance science at any cost and so forth and so on. So if you want to be like, I don't know, give the game way more than it's due because it doesn't support this reading fully, you could say that him going around exerting his will uh, treating the other members of the crew on the Talos One as sort of like means to an end as, as extensions of his own personality um, sort of the Ed article idea of everything is an item in front of him um, everything's a tool all the junk he collects all of his you know, conquering the station so that he has complete control over it again is a commentary on him becoming himself again I think you could do that, but
1: then the ending ruins that. <laughs> I think yeah, the
2: game yeah. works better if it was <laughs> yeah. like
1: doesn't the ending that it that it imposes upon you as because you're supposed yeah that's to true. Pick, you're supposed <coughs> to pick. You know that would have been rad. Like I would have fucking loved that. Like if I'm allowed to, if if this is a story of me becoming the asshole that I always was. Like yeah. that's a really interesting to me. Like. Uh, you know, counterintuitive. That's a surprise. If you want to surprise a player um, who's always been expected to be the hero, that's a complete surprise. But, um, and, and you're supposed to be, a, you know, part alien hybrid. And, like, if it's, you know, if it, if it, I'm going to avoid the name forever now. Um, if, if, you know, it allowed me the space to actually make a choice and be like, no, I embrace that aspect of who I am then. Uh, you know, then that would
3: have been really interesting. One thing, one thing that it could have could have done, but I don't think it lets you. Like, there was a point, or a few points, actually, when you um, when I went outside into space, and there's like big holes in parts of the space station, and it kind of points them out to you because uh, they just, to, 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 like on the with the HUD to say like you can go in there. But my my reaction to that was like, can I use the glue gun to seal the Places back up again. Yeah, <coughs> but I tried that, and you definitely can't do that because the glue yeah. gun doesn't mm-hmm. work that way. You can't fill in massive holes. But that would have been that would have been cool if you could have just done that and somehow like that affected the inside of the space station and it did something different. But th- it doesn't do that. And I think like yeah. Jess's idea of you being—I think one way the story could have been saved if, if it was like anti-humanity, like <laughs> we're not really worth saving—and it went towards like. <laughs> we're just assholes who go out of the space, find aliens, and then we're constantly just trying to spread ourselves and get into trouble, and fuck us. I think it, if it went yeah. that way by the end, it would have been a bit more interesting, but it kind of goes along the route of, oh, yeah, we, we need saving, we're great, and we're going to combine with aliens and have great sex yeah. with them, and we'll have exactly. amazing babies. And it's can-
2: <laughs> it set up a, it set up a sequel.
0: Which is important,
2: so you can have prey on Earth, you know.
1: Oh God, please don't.
0: (laughs) And then then you'll get, then you'll have prey where the E is a three. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) Oh God.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And then prey where the four, the R is a
0: four. You can do that too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then and then just just the number five.
1: Just No, guys, we're missing the hyphens. You got to do the in between. Uh, Prey games.
2: Rise of the typhoon. Typhoon.
1: <laughs> if I don't get yeah. called and asked for royalties <laughs> <laughs>
2: on the typhoon,
1: it's yeah.
2: it's a phone that only only <laughs> only, only, only dials Thailand. News. It's its only uh, purpose. Thai-
1: or Thai food you yeah know, be one or the other. exactly yeah.
2: that's a choice
0: right there <laughs> okay
1: that's a are great we... choice <laughs> I
0: think we're done with prey <laughs> I hope I hope I'm we are I'm so done I, with um, prey. I'm kind of exhausted by this throw game. it in I, the junk
1: I, I, I want I want to throw it in the junk uh recycling thing yeah. and then like get all the parts that it <laughs> pretended to be um, turn it into and it. all those parts yeah turn it into useful games um and then take those and play those uh yeah. <laughs> Let's get that. <laughs> Have that pray. Yeah. What now? <laughs> DLC content.
2: <laughs> I will say what oh, makes, praise. like, is kind of a last thing to say about this is, I mean, I kind, I kind of tried to communicate this. I reviewed pray as well, and I, it's what makes this game frustrating is that it kind of gets halfway to everything. And then, yes. and then, sort of turns around and runs back. <laughs> um, <laughs> but like you know, the story, <coughs> the the sort of central plot conceit is, is kind like you could do so much with it, and it doesn't. And the I think the visual uh-huh. design too is, uh, almost something. And then like Chris the saying before, it, what's that?
3: I said high five read. <laughs> oh.
2: <laughs> and then like it's it's not much of anything, and. Same with sort of like the environmental design and the weapon choices and all of this stuff it's it's all part of something and it just turns into <clears throat> this bland nothingness so I don't know yeah. it it just makes it more annoying than if it was i i mean I feel this way about games a lot of the time if a game is at least like really confidently bad that's that's something you know that's something you it's can better. at least really talk about and kind of dig into and, and this one just I don't know. The problem is I think it just tries to tell you too
3: much like if they didn't have that, if like if they had the same ending but they didn't necessarily show you that you were like an alien hybrid thing but they just hinted at it towards like throughout the entire game they just hinted at it with like scenes like I said where there's like a moment where you're inside a cell and then you come outside of the cell and then you see one of them inside there and there's several moments yeah. throughout when you see them testing on Typhon in like Containers and in big glass cells and all that kind of stuff. So, you take this way of like maybe subtly weaving that kind of storytelling in there, but they just don't do that and they just go, Oh, yeah, read all these emails, I will tell you everything, listen to these audio logs, and then we'll just have this big, apparently twist ending with a little scene at the end. Quote
1: unquote twist.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I, right. I agree. Th-
1: this also- podcast
0: was all a dream. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Wait, Ed. Are we supposed to fill in? Are we supposed to yell? I used to read Word Up magazine. After that, <laughs> is that what you're going for? Because I am listening for any lyrical reference at this point, so that <laughs> as I soon don't as you disappoint hear anything you.
0: that even sounds like song lyrics, if I just said like for some reason just said help, you'd go, I need somebody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. Pray. Wow. Mm, in shops, in shops now. <laughs> uh, that's right. This has been a sponsored podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah, thanks. By, for the c- Code. <laughs> by like Arcane's rival studio. Um, okay. So, anyone? Any uh, final comments on Prey?
1: Just one. G L O O gun. <laughs> mm.
0: That's that's Galoo.
3: true. And it stands for something there... as well.
1: I think it is. Yeah. Wait, wait, no, no. One other thing. Um, what was that uh, email password that you pointed out, Reed?
2: Oh, it's uh Oh, Christ, yeah. Was it a Russian guy or was it... No, no, he, he
0: was it's, just a he drunk. He was like an alcoholic. Yeah. Yeah. He
1: was a drunk and it was like whiskey. <laughs> yeah,
2: he was a... Vodka. Yeah, it was vodka. Vodka. With a zero <laughs> for the O. That's the alcoholic's computer yeah. password. yeah oh
0: yeah, it's like. I
2: literally
3: yeah. can't. Can you get and
2: one more
0: one-dimensional? <laughs> yeah, depressed character, and his password is sad It's so. You know, <laughs> there's so one. Human. And his pas- His password is divorced. It's <laughs> so. Um, human, the thing that, the thing that got me was when, one of the number panels was o four five one. You know, like yeah, like, enough. Fucking, enough. Yeah, it's like God, oh, come on! Like we all know you've done that joke. Forever, yeah. It's just oh, uh, anyway.
2: I don't know. Enough. Just knock it off, video games. Enough. Come on, you can do better. There was there was one there was one
3: like good key code puzzle that at least I worked out. A lot of them were like, oh, you just opened this email. But there was one right at the beginning. I don't know if you open the one uh, like locked safe thing right at the beginning, and there's like a whiteboard, and, but you can see where it says the number where it's been wiped out and the way you find the number is when you look on the looking glass and you see Morgan's past recording of herself, and if you look in the right angle inside that room, you can see the number set on the white it's from the past. Oh, that was yeah. like the one good puzzle in there.
2: <laughs> there was one as well where you go into it's that looking glass guy, I think the inventor of it, and he says something yeah. about coffee, and if you're watching through this little uh, I don't know, holograph display thing, you can see after the recording finishes that he goes over somewhere and he fiddles around with some panel and then mm-hmm. that's like actually kind of a neat little thing and then if you, you're paying yeah. attention to that you go over and I think you pick up his thermos and it you know opens up a little sliding panel with some extra yeah. junk in it um, See that's
3: the subtle stuff yeah. I was on about
1: Yeah, totally. And, like, I wish it would have done more of that shit. And, like, speaking... I think Ed mentioned, like, the trust in an audience. Like, literally, like, not only does it make you, like, give you uh, passcodes in emails, it already... You don't even have to remember the goddamn fucking passcode. It's just, like, he's there.
2: (laughs) I'm happy with that, though, (laughs) because...
1: I I wouldn't... Right, yeah. (laughs) I would have been more upset otherwise, but, like, just... (laughs) Just that encapsulates to me just the lack of like its pretense of being of being something where it's like no you have to explore and it's like actually you don't oh yeah please don't because it's annoying.
0: <laughs> those those subtle moments with the passcodes and stuff I felt were re- really undercut by yeah it's such a noisy game. You've got like voice memos playing one on top yeah. of each other with radio calls from like your guy telling you where to go. And Objective like the worst music ever. Uh, yeah, the music <laughs> and, is brutal. And the enemies are kind of screeching collections of limbs, and there's items everywhere, and it's just Junk. like a fucking it's cacophonous that game. It's impossible. We find it very very difficult to make sense of any of these smaller nuances. Or, or, yeah. or I'm sure they're there. Quiet moments. Uh,
1: it made me, yeah, have, the game to, it is made me have to take Klonopin, honestly, I was so overwhelmed, like, I had to take my anti-anxiety medication <laughs> to play this fucking game.
2: There's- There's your Vice right oh, oh,
0: there. <laughs> sh- sh- boom. Get at On me, that maybe. bombshell! <laughs> <laughs>
2: Wait, yeah, Jess, can you, uh, can one of us ghostwrite that for you? One of <laughs> us do. lovely freelancers?
1: Yes. <laughs> please do I will give you all my <laughs> anxiety riddled experience of this goddamn fucking
0: game right well that's Prey uh, ringing endorsements <laughs> all round uh, no I shouldn't end on a sarcastic note I'll be direct and say it's a really really bad game um, yeah so Reed Jess what are we doing next last of yeah, us we've d- are we actually oh. doing the last of us is that a- no that's not our next episode of this is it our next episode is going to be on strafe the, the first person shooter uh, and then after that
1: Straff. Straffer. <coughs> Straffer. I'll find oh, so oh, some I funny kind of way, way to mispronounce it
0: <laughs> and, then, uh, and then it's the last of us is the next month on bullet points monthly so by uh, the time this, I oh, know this podcast will be out by tomorrow so so yeah we're, we're doing the last of us next month on the website com. the next episode of the bullet points podcast will be on strafe that's right isn't it that, yeah yes. yeah <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Okay, okay. We're, we're nothing if not disorganized. Um, you can always uh, dedicate some money to this podcast and our website if you enjoy either or both. If you go to patreon.com forward slash bullet points, you can donate there. We need your money to keep going. We do this uh, out of the goodness of our hearts. So uh, any donation is always welcome. Or
1: else, our bitter, yeah. bitter hearts. <laughs> yeah,
0: not goodness exactly. I do it out of my... I don't think I even do it out of my heart. I do it out of, like, one of the more, kind of, disgusting organs. I do it, like, out of my bladder. You know what I mean? I do it out of my... Oh, come on, no. I do
1: it out of my pussy.
0: My small intestine. You
1: can't... If you go...
2: If you end on this note, though, then it's, like... (laughs) Cynical Brit 1111. You
1: know? I... I'll rally the troops as the local Khaleesi. Uh, we, everybody gave this game so many rave reviews. Um, if you're sick and fucking tired of hearing everyone, uh, give a game that doesn't deserve praise, endless praise, because if you ignore everything else about this game, it's okay. Um, then you will want to support us and what we're trying to do here, which is give you good opinions. So... (laughs) Please
0: help. There we go. That's that is the most cogent mission statement that we've produced <laughs> on Bullet Point so that's far. That's why we had to bring Jess over.
2: So we couldn't, yeah, couldn't now, farm. Now, now,
0: now that's that is <laughs> what we're doing. Just
1: give me a dragon doing. and then I'll
0: really inspire people. <laughs> uh, Chris, have you enjoyed your time here? It's been lovely.
2: I've I've learned <laughs> I've learned a lot. That makes we're all have horrible people. Hate? <laughs> Ed, Ed, you're not supposed to ask people that. Because then they feel what like... What am I supposed ha- to ask? You're supposed to... I don't know. We find out <laughs> later. I find out if Chris ever quite, talks to either, any the, of us again. The answer
0: is always going to be the same, because it's, it's it's so great here. I, I, everyone's always going to say it was great. I yeah. have enjoyed, enjoyed it. God it's been really fun. Ye of little faith.
2: It it was great. I had my reservations about, um, about the... Uh, Two Englishmen on one podcast, and I think it was it was yeah,
1: fine.
0: Yeah, it was a much, but <clears throat> it worked out, didn't it? Yeah, it, it was it was fine in the end. It didn't get too. um you guys didn't calling here. You guys didn't talk about. I didn't, um,
1: I didn't feel imperialized.
0: <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what, Chris. Who is your favourite uh, member of the royal family? Because <laughs> I just man, I just I just I just love them all. Sure, Don't yeah,
3: they're, they're my favourite people on, on the earth. What about that? What about yeah. that
2: baby?
0: Oh, what a baby! I feel bad. I feel
2: bad because I think I said to someone once that that was the only baby I hate. I think <laughs> it was just cause <laughs> in that it. baby. It was twenty-four hours old, and it had, you know, was more rich and successful and just, you know, comfortable than I probably will ever be in my life. And I hated that. baby. That baby, baby yeah.
0: could have you killed.
1: The only yeah. way that baby can like turn this around for its for himself at this point is um. If he pukes on Donald Trump the first time he, he meets him or something along those lines. That
2: would be yeah. a bold baby We movie.
1: haven't seen, right? Well, we haven't seen that meeting yet. I'm waiting for that. Because we saw the Obama adorable, like, What it was, it was Obama, right? Like, he was in his little uh, $500 oh, yeah. um, robe, you know, the little baby. <laughs> it's his <And>, little um, <laughs>
2: <his> jewel-encrusted
1: <laughs> soother. jewel-encrusted robe in his, in his jewel-encrusted slippers uh and like meeting obama i'm waiting for that but like in this alternate reality uh of, of trump this darkest timeline of trump version of that and i i think it's going to be pretty great i think it's, he's going to turn things around
0: i'd like to see that as well i'd like to see that would be <laughs> like mtv's punked but with a baby <laughs> and Donald trump <laughs> yeah he has got punked by the royal baby <laughs> <laughs> Right, well, uh, yeah, please do join us again for another episode of the Bullet Points podcast. I've been unable to think of any song lyrics that I can use to cue the three of you in. Uh, I refuse to do something by Sean Paul because I feel like somehow I'd, I'd, even just by quoting it in my voice, I'd make it offensive. You know what I mean? I can yeah, go that yeah. way. It's like a, it's it's uh, it's we don't a little need any bit more
1: colonization of uh, black. People uh,
0: exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know. I, I I think it'd be a bit dicey. I should end on something by somebody white, uh, like uh, just a white Englishman.
1: What's that uh, one song you guys have? Uh, that <laughs> that it, one song. <laughs> that,
0: that one song by that. No, that, that dis- the, the one... like working
1: part. Uh, that was like anti. Um, it was like for the working. It's that dumb ass song. <laughs> oh. Um and I go down, and I go up
0: again. Um, that's, oh, Chumba That's Australian. <laughs> that is it's not not Australian. Australian? Yeah. It's not you know Australian. what? You know what? Let's continue this conversation off air. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of the Bully Points Podcast. We'll be back again to talk about Strafe and The Last of Us.